Hello, everyone. Welcome to Developing Palettes. I'm Aaron Loomis coming to you from the Drew Estate Studio. With me today is June Liu from the Box Press Studio, Seth Geis, and from the Pastani Studio, John McTavish. How you guys doing? Now we have to start with June. Jeez. Ugh. You know, uh, you know it's Novim you know Dialis? it's December because we have. Oh, um, that's a good one. There he goes, Novim Dialis. Novim that's Dialis. that's what we're going with. Good job, June. That's a very good pronunciation of it. <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> so, speaking of, we are talking today about the Black Label. Uh, man, where did this go? Black Label Bishop Trading Blend, Company, as June calls it, Novim Dialis. Mm-hmm. Vicious Blend, as June calls it, Novim Dialis Toro. I don't know if that's correct pronunciation, but June said that's how you say it. Uh, it See? is a Toro 6x48. Uh, comes out of the Fabrica Oveja Negra factory in Nicaragua. Wrapper uh, is Pennsylvania Broadleaf. Binder is Ecuadorian Habano. And the filler is uh, from Nicaragua and Pennsylvania and Connecticut Broadleaf. Uh, blended by James Brown. Price point is $12. Cigar was released in September of 2023, not November. Uh, and with all that out of the way, June, what was your overall experience like with this cigar? This one didn't really hit my palate. Um, it had really nice body. I like medium plus. Uh, it was pretty strong. I had medium plus as well, but flavor wise, it was really harsh. Um, like it had some nice cocoa, but most of it was a lot of this like sharp minerals, uh, charred oak. So it was very like toasty, rustic, and all the like all the wrong ways that I dislike. So yeah. Hey Seth, how about you? Um, I mean, listen, it was, I mean, it definitely had a mineral spice, but it was balanced with, you know, leather and tobacco and earth. There was some richness. I was getting some coffee beans, some dark chocolate, medium full to full. Um, just really balanced, really nice construction. Um, Flavor profile kind of remained throughout. I was getting some like espresso notes in the second third. Second third was really nice. Um, final third was just kind of pretty similar. Um, smooth finish, you know, full in strength and body though. So yeah, nice burn and draw. John? Yeah, June is wrong. And let me tell you all the ways in which he is wrong. Um, you know, it's... it's Look at this it's, guy come back being <laughs> a fanboy of this shit. It's uh, it's a bishop's blend, but it's a bishop's blend. It's they should have called it the sophisticated bishop's blend, um, but they probably would have gotten sued. Because uh, I mean, it's a bishop's blend, but it's it's not as um, intense in, in terms of like you know the earthiness and the leatherness and that sort of you know dark tobacco notes. It's it's a little bit more elegant than that. Um, so you still get those core bishop blend flavors of earthiness, tobacco, like uh, Seth was saying with you know coffee notes and, and, um, just strong tobacco. Um, it's medium full to full. Um, it's got really nice elements in the second third where some sweetness kind of gives your palate a rest from that earthiness and the tobacco. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good cigar and it comes out of a factory that makes great cigars because the burning construction was perfect. The burn and draw was perfect. So more please. This is good. Aaron. More like Bishop's bitch. Hell Yeah. Uh, for me, the cigar show was smoky toasted oak along with some earth and black pepper. Oh, John. What's going on? Terrible. <laughs> Re-record. This is bad. Just kidding. Keep going. No, we're not going back for that. <laughs> we're just going to face that one. The uh, second third saw a light creaminess join in. Final third saw a light mintiness join in. The black pepper faded back until it departed. Uh, construction was great. Excited for a single relight. Um, 
Cigar started nicely, but as it went along, the flavor profile kind of faded back a bit and just wasn't as interesting. Um, pleasant cigar, but not something that kind of held my attention long enough to make me want to come back to it. So it's kind of where kind of where I stood with that. So um, all right, let's get into the scores. We're gonna start at the top with Seth at 7.42. John gave it a 7.17. I gave it a six even, and June gave it a 5.75. So Seth, how that 7.42 matchup for you? I thought it was a fantastic blend um medium full to full really good flavors um james has really shown his growth as a blender over the years um my palate's changed a little bit as well recently but his blends have just become his stronger blends have become more balanced there's more flavor present um it's great i mean it's really good pennsylvania broadleaf it's probably one of the best ones i've had in a while um so I, I really like it. I look forward to his stuff. I think he's had a really good year. His his stuff's been doing really well for me. Um, and it's been it's been a little bit all over the place. It's from medium to to full, and it's a lot of rappers. So he's showing his skills. But this one's great, John. Right, John seven one seven. Yeah, it matches up well. Um, this is you know consistently good all the way through. It's not monotonous. It's got a lot of change ups. Uh, it's definitely medium full to full. Uh, echoing what Seth said, I think. One of the one of the nice things is that you can be at the full category and still have lots of complexity and your palate doesn't get burned out. And I think he's very good at delivering that. So, you know, anything over a seven for me is a you know, something I'm seeking out when I go into a humidor in, in the States. Yeah, my six even matches up well. Uh, above average flavor profile. Construction is really good. Just had a kind of a random relight that uh you know, it needed to happen, but uh, otherwise the burn was in good shape. So that was weird. But um, just uh, after that first surge, it wasn't really all that interesting for me. Uh, all right, June 5.75. Yeah, it's, you know, I, there's a good amount of like James stuff that I still like that's strong and kind of heavy, but this is just, it didn't hit the flavor profile that I typically enjoy. So no thanks. Uh, all right. <laughs> Final thoughts from you guys on this one? June, have you been, uh, not to call you out, because that's not what I'm doing, um, but have you been a fan of the Bishop's blends in previous years, or are you generally, like, generally find it's not really Yeah, I like the, I like some of the Bishop blends from the past. Mm. They they remade it a few times, right? It was, it was like an annual release, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, un- unlike some other companies that do annual releases, they don't just release the same blend. I think, I think, it, it, like, certainly... Uh, I think the first year was, I want to say 2015, but I know that like, I've got a few years and every year the, the blend is significantly different, I would say than, than other years. So, which I appreciate. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I guess if you like a blend and you just want to buy the same thing as a limited edition, that's great. But I kind of want something different every time they put out a limited. Mm -hmm. I agree. I I like that strategy. Um, Yeah. Yeah, kind of going I'll be back. Asking for a, I'll be asking for a refund for this one. So I was looking back at our reviews for the Bishop's Blend. In the five-year anniversary, none of us were fans of except for John. And then uh, June and I reviewed the one from 2016, uh, and we both liked that one. So Yeah, I've got a box um, of those. They're really good. Yeah. yeah. 2016. 2016. Yeah. That had an Ecuadorian Maduro wrapper on it, but it had the, had the same fill, kind of same filler there with the Pennsylvania broadleaf and the Connecticut broadleaf. So, uh, from what I hear, um, 
that's a really tough tobacco to make something good out of, I guess. Uh, as I'm having some chats when I was down in Miami and the common theme was that uh, most people who use Pennsylvania Broadleaf, you know, they're, they're kind of doing that thing where they try to blend everything out of it because it's so hard to work with. So it's like, well, then why do you use it? But um, yeah. James has used it pretty successfully in a bunch of different cigars he's done. So I think yeah. he's unlocked that. Is that it's was that Pennsylvania broadleaf? You think it's yeah. got Connecticut and Pennsylvania broadleaf in there? It has both, yeah. but in the filler, I, I think not as the binder or wrapper. I see. Yeah, so you know it's probably like a half leaf or a leaf or something like that. Because I mean, it's hella strong. So yeah. yeah. All right, wherever you're catching this video, be sure to like and subscribe, and check out the full written review on the website developmentpalace.com. Follow us on the social media channels, and you can catch all of our review recaps on podcasts, so iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Thank you for tuning in. We will catch you on the next one. November Dallas.